I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring shame-free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome Welcome to to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to ShamelessSex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at PurePleasureShop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Shameless Sex Podcast. This week, we're talking about swinging, not in a sex swing. On a swing. Well, I mean, you could swing in a sex swing. Like a tire swing? Yeah, or like uh, sport sheets, sex swings, or one of the the door swing that you a rope swing that you hang over the lake and you flow off of it. I love those. That's cool. But I was thinking more the so if you're not following us on Instagram, you should go and watch uh, April putting me in in a sex swing in her own door <laughs> door oh, yeah, swing. Yeah, that's a good one. By sport sheets, and they're awesome. Actually, I was the top there, and you bottomed me. I know, and I'm like four inches. So I couldn't you. put you in there. Well, you're strong. Remember that it fell off and I almost hit my face and broke my face. Well, it only fell off because someone opened the door from outside. It's true. So it's true. That's but the I, only reason I, why. It was safe until someone tried to get. Yeah, they tried to like essentially come in. And it's 100% with- safe. I just want them to see the end of it because that is fucking hilarious. And we were fully clothed. So it actually was not. At, well, yeah, go look at it because it, it sounds way sexier than it was. It was not the, the products. The product is incredible. Yeah. It's the fault of the, the person that opened the door. Why did they open the fucking door? Because they didn't know what we were doing. We should have a, do not uh, enter sign. Uh, yeah, or something says, in sex swing, do not enter. <laughs> yes. Well, that future note to all, right. all selves. To selves. All right, cool. Program. All right, so swinging, uh, but swinging, everyone, so it's not what we're talking about, the door swing. Uh, this is when partners get together with other partners and they all play together or they swap or there's all kinds of pieces here of how it can look. And this is part of the non-monogamy spectrum. So, and there's so many pieces in there of what that can look like. So swinging is not for everyone. Uh, swinging generally, and one of the reasons why we're excited about this episode is it's often a, you know, like 30, 40, 50 and up crowd. And well, I guess Kylie is in her thirties. And uh, I think this is, this also applies to kink too, like for people to really embrace who they are as a sexual being. Sometimes it takes some time. And so it's refreshing to have a younger person's perspective on this because we have had other swinger folks on here that are of other age groups so without further ado before we do that let's do a sex question it's a little long but it's about lube so my wife and i love your podcast and have found it to be an amazing resource for our sex life over the last year or two we recently ordered a new bullet vibrator and a Helix Sin V, as well as a bottle of the beloved Uber Lube from PurePleasureShop.com. But what's the deal with silicone lube on silicone toys? Is it ever okay to use silicone lube on silicone toys? Is it a problem, and will you notice the damage right away? Can I safely use Uber Lube with my silicone toys? Do you have a favorite fully toy-compatible lube? Thanks for all the work you do producing Shameless Sex, and I hope you're able to shed some light on the lube sitch. So... Lube, silicone, hands down, obviously, April and I are huge fans of Uber Lube. And one of the old understandings as two people have been in the sex toy industry for how many years, Chip? Like 12 to 14 now? What are we at now? Since 2008. You do the math. All right. So about 14. So the old belief used to be high quality silicone with high quality silicone lube. So high quality silicone toys with high quality silicone lube was fine. The new understanding is that we can't really vouch for the differences between the materials of the silicone lube and silicone toys. And what can happen is when you use a silicone lube on a silicone toy, they can bind together. Now, here's the thing. It takes hours, if not days, if not weeks for that to happen. We've seen, you know, in April and I have gone to sex positive sex shops where they have like a science project of a jar with a, like a whole bunch of silicone dildos and some lube in there and they like all melt together but they've been sitting for six months so while we cannot speak for Uber Lube or other sex toy companies and their policies I mean they'll generally just say don't do it 
um, or other sex shops such as Pure Pleasure, they'll, you know, purepleasureshop.com will say, don't put them together for your own, you know, I guess safety is not the right word, but I mean, you're investing in these toys and these products just to be cautious. And from our experience, or at least my experience, and maybe April, you can share with yours. I have used Uberlube with so many silicone toys. I mean, most of them are like hot octopus or fun factory, you know, like really fabulous quality. No problem. But here's the thing. I don't let it sit for three months. I wash it right away. I've never seen it change my toy. But I don't know. What about you? Like, what is your experience with that? Okay. So as a sex toy maven and expert at this point in my life, because I've had so much experience, not only working on the manufacturing side, but also with doing my own testing variations, my creating my own Petri dishes of not only Uberlube, but other hybrids. Uh, if you let your product marinate, if there's two different types of silicone and silicone is actually more difficult to get now than it was in the yeah, past. It it's shortage, more expensive. Right? There's been a shortage. And it's so now in 2022, when we record this, th these standards could have changed when you do receive high quality products or you purchase high quality products. Yes, they may not be affected by using uh, silicone lube that is also high quality. There are no standards of consistency, right? So if it's a different company making a different product, do not use those things together. And if you do, wash them. Do not let it marinate like a fucking steak. No. Okay? Like not even for like, yeah, not even for so, hour, a couple hours. So wash your products. I will say, though, from a standpoint of sometimes I have sexy time, I use lube, Uber lube, Every time I have any sort of sex involving my bits, I use Uber Lube, not always with my toy. When I'm using it externally, I don't use Lube. But when I do, there's Lube all over my products. Sometimes I wash them 24 hours or 48 hours later. And guess what? I mean, you've washed my I've toys I've washed your toys for her before. Like, they, how long it? has this been sitting here? And, and I'm you're like, like oh, I don't know, like, like a week or two. <laughs> so I wash my toys. Usually I have a cycle of at least a week or two. Sometimes I get a little months. lazier <laughs> and don't. And none of them have been affected. However, Ever, mm -hmm. it can and will if you do not consciously make an effort to get the, the majority of the lube off. If it's soaking in a pool of lube and it's a sex toy and it's not the same company that produces the silicone that produces your sex toy or the lube, then you will have a bubbling effect or the products running together effect. So the moral of this, this whole entire tangent that I'm going on, but it's not. It's to the point is that washer toys yeah. and April, me, me speaking to myself, wash I need to wash April. Yes, <laughs> I need to as well. And that being said, it doesn't mean th that it's going to damage you, but I would recommend washing with soap and water or toy cleaner every time you use your products or I mean, the day after all the toys I washed for you like a month ago were not damaged and they were no, sitting there for were. a long time they may have had some like vaginal juices on them and probably some uber lube and well, they were fine to this to to not not to to discredit the the washing of them most of those were external toys the internal yeah. ones I do wash because especially anal toys I do wash every single oh, time well it's anal I mean because they're on. anal and, on, I, and I throw them in the <laughs> sink and then I'll wash them before I go to brush my teeth the yeah. next morning i'll be like oh i need to wash these products and so that is most of the products that you were washing thank you for doing that i didn't ask her to do that by the way she chose to do that it's just like, for videos it was yes <laughs> for promo this videos. is a shameless admission i don't know uh, if anyone did knew that perfect but it's true and she was like chip she wasn't shaming me she was like do you ever wash your toys i was like i do when they're internal well, I was like, no, first of all, where's your toy basket? You told me where like, they were, and I looked at it. I was like, like, what are you going to do with it? Uh, what's going on with your toys? Like, well, I don't know. I've used them. I haven't washed them in a while. I was like, I'm going to wash them in your sink with a sponge. And But none of them are anal. And no. I wash my anal toys every time. Yeah. And that being said, silicone on silicone, you have to wash it every time. And yeah. it will damage. You, your toys will be, become damaged if you don't do that every time. It will take time, but it can happen. Well, okay, but you're, so you were, you never have silicone lube on your external genitalia and then you're using the yes, external toy? Yes, I have. And it didn't fuck I up your toy because your toy's been sitting there for a long time. Yes, I. this is true. However, if this is a court of law, I would swear on the fact that... I plead the fifth. I think that the more lube that it gets soaked into and sitting on it, where, where it's just a light, like I'm probably rubbing like coating. Off. Yes, I'm Which probably is, rubbing off the. It's going. It's see. It's seeping into my my skin. It's it's not necessarily as it would be if it was sitting in in just a vial of, like a, of lube, like a petri dish. Yeah. Petri dish well, that's the other nice thing about Uber Lube, though, is because it's a thin layer, and so it's not this huge like thick 
greasy coating that hangs out forever. So we, I think we answered most of your questions. So the answer is yes and no. Just fucking wash your toys right there away. There are compatible lubes. Uh, there are hybrid lubes that could be used. Yeah. But at the same time, you no manufacturer will back their products up if something happens. I know, I know this for a fact. No manufacturer will back their products up if something happens to their silicone. If you're using it with a lube and you're not washing it, and it's, the silicone becomes damaged, they and, won't. And if you want something I, that you know, obviously we love Uber Lube for all purposes, and if you want something that you feel a little bit safer with, where you don't have to worry as much, which I still really don't think you need to worry about Uber Lube as long as you wash it. But Sliquid Oceanics is a nice product. It's more water based. It's water based, and there's no, there's no silicone in it, and it's it's very natural and organic. So um, it doesn't last as long. It's very different experience. But if you're really concerned, then that's a great water-based toy compatible lube. Are super hard for me to use me too yeah i totally agree and if you need if that's like your you know your agenda then that's one thing that we like here you know our top priority or our preference would be uber lube but i want to add like it. one more piece because i hear this all the time and this is the last piece about yeah. this if you're going to use coconut oil or olive oil don't because because those are food grade items that that are usually in your cabinet and are accessible because sometimes you run out of Uber lube, you don't have lube in your house and you need something, but those things can actually, they are food grade so you can ingest them, but putting them on the, your bits, even anally or vaginally or on cocks or any bits that you're rocking, they can create congestion and, and the breathability is limited and you can suffer from problems a little bit later yeah. from using those things. And just lastly, with that one, with olive oil, just don't put that on your no. bits. Uh, coconut oil, actually, there are studies that with organic, I don't know why it's called extra virgin because it's like super clean or new or whatever, but that was just kind of creepy to me. But um, it actually has been shown to help it's with... It's the least process, that's why. Yeah, less process. So it's, it has been shown to help with yeast infections. So it actually can be um, anti or... Um, Fungal or not microbial. It's antimicrobial. Yeah. It's antimicrobial. It okay. has it has properties. But everyone's however. different and it can break down condoms. So things to consider, like if you're using condoms for sex or on your toys, then you don't want to use oil-based lube. So. But that's why Uber Lube is so great. And it's not an Uber Lube app, but there's doctors that recommend it because it won't fuck with the pH in your system. It's less likely to. It's, and it's, it's a little, it's more aligned with the pH. So if you all want to try any of these things that we talked about, not coconut oil, because uh, I don't think that Pure Pleasure how's that just cook um, with that okay just cook with it that's great yeah just uh but don't yeah, yeah anyways don't use olive oil um and no canola oil go to purepleasureshop.com use coupon code shameless sex uh you get 15 percent off of all the things we've talked about and uh last tip and then we'll go in the bio walnut oil no uh <laughs> spot testing on the base of your oh, toy oh that's a good idea so if you're ever confused we have this on our blog post for it. We have a, a whole thing on our blog for this. If you're ever confused about this, at the base of your toy, if it's a silicone toy, r- not in the plastic candle, if it's a plastic candle, just rub a little bit of the lube in there, the silicone lube or the oil-based lube, rub it in there and see if it changes within three hours, six hours, eight hours. I'm sorry. I never have time for that. When they ask me to do spot testing on anything, I'm like, fuck that, dude. I want to use this shit right now. I know. But if you're a curious and you're a scientist, yes. then try it. And the first thing you would see if it's problematic is it would inflate a little bit. And if you see that, wash it off it should be just fine but is that what you should do with lube as well if someone wants to test a new lube or they want to try something on their skin should they do a spot test on their body oh fuck yeah especially like menthol the warming products you don't put that all over your bits you put on one spot and see what happens where should you put it uh somewhere that you can walk no 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 you uh you need a mucous membrane to test it because your mucous membranes absorb things better than your actual so like your nostril no, like your outer labia or yes, your outer labia. Or what uh, if you or, have a penis? Uh, I don't know, like the shaft of your cock in one spot. Okay. Yeah. and it's, I don't know. I'm asking. Yeah. You're teaching put, me. Put it there and check it out. And if it burns or you see a rash or something, then you can wash it off. But if you put it all over, you're fucked, right? Well, you're not really fucked. but So oh, don't stick it in your eyeball. Or your asshole. Or your nostril. Or your pussy. Okay. Got or it. Or your urethra. Word n- noted. You ready for a bio? <laughs> yes, we, we went out, but this was all good information. It's so thank important. you that you just taught me something. I mean, I learned. From I you use Uber Lube, so I've already known that I'm okay with that. Yeah, so I cool. don't have to test anything. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
Kylie is a millennial sex positive swinger and sex worker with a mission toward breaking stigmas within the lifestyle and profession. She also works closely with the Swing Nation podcast and continues to spread messages of positivity about the lifestyle and body positivity that and is the self-proclaimed bad girl of the swinger society. To learn more, visit sexyswingerchick.net. That's chick, C-H-I-C. That's right. All right, everyone, it is episode time, and this is with a new guest, Kylie, who's here to speak about swinging and also non-monogamy, but the swinging life. And one reason why, and we shared this a little bit in the the intro, uh, why this is uh, enticing to us to share with our listeners. Well, one, swinging is actually quite popular, or or people are very curious about that, or about threesomes, or non-monogamy, or exploring outside of just having sex or intimacy with one person. Also, a lot of the swinging world tends to be folks that are maybe 40 and up. Um, And it's not that people aren't swingers who are 20. Uh, It just seems like a lot of the people that are speaking to it, at least from what I've seen or heard, are more in the 40 and up world. So Kylie here is a millennial. Uh, Welcome millennial Kylie to our show, (laughs) who is in the swinging world and swinging life and has uh, her own podcast and, um, you know, is a sex worker and is doing her own work and and also an activist. So we shared a little bit about you, Kylie, in our intro. uh, But can you please tell our listeners about how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality? I made the decision when we started swinging. So we started swinging about two years ago, um, me and my partner. And I thought it would be like this great idea to like go on TikTok and talk about it. And um, I was kind of naive. I I didn't realize that there was going to be so much like backlash. I was just like, I love this. I'm happy. I want to share my bliss with other people. So I got lucky because I was like one of the first ones to the party, Mm -hmm. you know, um, no one was talking about swinging. No one was now they were talking about non-monogamy and like polyamory sense, but no one was talking about swinging. And so I got lucky and I gained a following really quick. A lot. I resonated with a lot of people. Um, So yeah, that's, that's kind of how I started. And then it's just been a whirlwind from there. I um, met a ton of amazing other creators as well from all around the country. And we kind of just built this community around it. Um, it, We built a community around helping people get into the lifestyle, especially people my age who are younger, who are very confused about what non-monogamy and swinging is. And how old are you? Because we have had swingers before on the show and they're usually, they're usually older and I'm 40. So I don't want to consider myself older. However, that is the case. It's like 40 and above. Amy mentioned that before we started recording, or maybe you you said it when we have started recording, Amy, but no. Well, how old are you? So I'm 31 and my partner is 31 as well. Oh, there you go. Okay. And well. we started swinging when we were uh, 28 or 29. No so worries. we were like, yeah, we're always the young, young, young ones. I <laughs> like love it. You, okay. Well, let's see, when you go to actual swinging, think are you usually the youngest people at, at the swinging gatherings or parties? When we first started, we noticed that we were. But I think because there is so much from social media in the past, you know, year and a half, two years, there's so much surrounding it. I think younger and younger people are coming out as swingers. Um, I, I do tend to see a lot that the Gen Z generation and then like the younger millennials and my generation, they don't want to be, they don't even want to consider themselves swingers. That word to them feels misogynistic. It feels in a sense biphobic because, you know, it, it's, they feel like it's a world that's dominated by men, which is Actually, it's the opposite if they knew, but they don't want that connotation, that swinger connotation. So they're like, yeah, we're ethically non-monogamous. We're polyamorous, um, but we're not swinger. I've even seen in profiles on like SLS or SDC. So these are like swinging apps. Um, We're not swingers, but we go to sex parties. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, you're a swinger. You are a swinger. (laughs) It's okay. That's kind of where I... I 
come to this conclusion too. I was like, no, I wouldn't identify as a swinger. And I like that you're reframing that label. And I think that's important because it's not a negative thing to be a swinger. It's not negative to be in the lifestyle community. So I love the reframing of that and that it doesn't have to be an age oriented facet of the the community of sexuality of, of the sexual world of pleasure. So how did you come to understand your experience of non-monogamy, which swinging is a form of non-monogamy and bisexuality at such a young age in your late twenties? How did that, how did that come about? So I actually came out as bisexual when I was 16 years old. So this was back in like 2007 or 2008, right? So like no one was bisexual then. Everybody, they looked at me and they were like, you're not bisexual. You're a lesbian or you're straight. Um, You just want attention. Um, So that was kind of everyone's mindset back then. Like, and I just didn't care. So um, do you guys remember Craigslist? Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. I still (laughs) use it sometimes for buying things. I'll, I'll, I'll use it. And the, was, there was the back pages or whatever. It I never was saw called, yeah. I never used that one, but I love the back. I, never, like, I, I didn't use it, but I looked at it. It was quite entertaining. And I do know people who did use Craigslist for dating or find, or what was the one where it was um, lost encounters or like, Hey, that gr- was it. Yes. Yeah. Hey girl at the bar that I saw actually We're uh, in the red uh, dress. Yeah. Yes. We, we have a mutual friend, April. I'll tell you who she is later, who, wh- who someone spotted her because she had specific tattoos and someone else saw that. And they're like, I think they're talking about you, but that's not available anymore. Right. That's all been shifted and no. changed. So I think with FOSTA, um, they actually got rid of all of that, but what I would do, and this was so unsafe. I'm do not do this, please. Nobody listening do this. I would meet couples on Craigslist. Um, so I would go on there and people would put up ads, you know, young couples, maybe 18 to 24. And they would be like, we're looking for a single female, you know, bisexual to explore my sexuality. So, you know, at like 16 and 17 years old, I would like sneak out and go downtown to downtown Cleveland. Cause that's where I live. And I would like, go meet with these couples. So like I was a unicorn and I was like, that's technically being in the lifestyle at a really, really young age. I just didn't know that there was like a name for it. And I didn't know that there was a community for it. So that um, is super dangerous, by the way, there was a chick (laughs) that was like in a basement for like 17 years in Cleveland specifically. Wow. So holy shit. I'm happy that nothing bad happened to you and anyone out there listening. There's, I think there's safer meetup now meetup places now okay good good you can tell us about that later way, sorry i'm like no. safer options <laughs> <laughs> protective mama over there i love it <laughs> yeah don't do that do yeah. not do that <laughs> well one of our uh, mutual friends that april and i have one of the things that she would do with me when i was single i don't know if she did this with you april was yeah, when i would go we go, you know, we go out if i was going to go home with a strange stranger a strange person she would have me send a photo of their driver's license <laughs> So that she's like, I want a photo of their driver's license to make sure that you're okay. Like, I'm not going to stalk them, but just I need to know who they are and what's going on. And I thought it was a great system. So anyway. But what if they have a fake ID? Ooh, then they're a real predator. And then this comes just... from a person that watches too many crime shows. So do you need a social security number or maybe just the phone's tracking or maybe, yes, we need it. We need to up that background check. I want all of it. (laughs) Well, I love that you discovered this at such a young age um, because I think for a lot of folks uh, to really tap into their expression of sexuality or their essence of sexuality it often comes later because we're, you know, as young people, especially in high school um, and then even college, we're trying to like keep up with the norm and the standards. And then and I think that may be one of the reasons why we're seeing a lot more people coming out as kinky folks or as, you know, swingers or non-monogamous folks in ages 30, 40, 50 and up because they're a little more settled into like not listening to all the bullshit standards for the norm. So, okay. Anyways, let's come back to swinging. What does swinging actually entail? And how does someone know if this lifestyle is for them? So swinging, it's a very, very big generalization, right? So 
in my opinion, which I'm not an expert or anything, but it's when, whenever you have sex or you, you have a sex positive, you know, environment outside of your relationship. So it's a form of ethical non-monogamy because we have like these umbrella terms for ethical non-monogamy. So we have an open relationship, we have polyamory, and then we have swinging. So those are like the three main ones. So what swinging is, it's just a sex positive environment. So you can be a housewife housewife a hot wife so a hot, a hot housewife is, you can be a, a hot, hot yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a hot wife is like a you know a wife who her husband enjoys like watching her and or like hearing about her dates um you can be a couple that swings only with other couples you can be a voyeur so a voyeur is you know a person who just likes to watch people having sex you can be an exhibitionist and that's somebody who likes to have sex in front of people that's one of their kinks um so there's many different facets to swinging but ultimately it's just a sex positive environment um especially at the events that we go to um it's it's definitely like there's no the only rule really of swinging is I would say consent and, you know, everyone has to consent and uh, you know, that no one's cheating. Right. So that every it's ethical, it's consensual. Um, and that's really the only rules and that's what swinging is. Yeah. And the second part of your question was how does one get into it? Right. I get asked that a lot. Mm -hmm. um, or how do you know you're a swinger? I would say it does take like a, a person who is sexually adventurous. And I think we all know that part within ourselves. You know if you're sexually adventurous or not, right? Like, you know if you're open and you don't ha have to be bisexual. You don't have to be um, any of those things. You can just be a, a, a sex positive person. Um, and I think that that's ultimately what makes a swinger is like somebody who's curious about you know, seeing things or being a part of maybe like an orgy, um, or maybe they have fantasies about seeing their wife with somebody else or their husband with somebody else, or maybe they just have fantasies about being with somebody else. But, um, I think that having that talk with your partner and opening up to your partner about it is so important. Cause like, if you can't be open and honest with the person that you're married to, or the person that you're going to marry or your boyfriend, like who can you be open with? Right. But this so, is the thing. Yeah. Okay. What if you're with someone or you are, you're interested in this and, and this isn't my question. This is a, a precursor to the question that I have next, but what if you're a jealous human or you're with a jealous human? Is this something that you should avoid or is this something because a lot can lie within jealousy. And if you're at this safe space and you're with people that are consensually swinging in an ethical way, and then you're going with your jealous partner who may or may not snap, is that a dangerous thing? Do you need to have some kind of conversation with, with them before experimenting in this realm? Absolutely. So I think that that holds a lot of people back, right? They're, they, and they always say to me, they're like, how do you deal with jealousy? I just couldn't do what you do. I would get so jealous. So I think that jealousy is a normal human emotion. We all feel it. I mean, it would be crazy for us to say that we've never felt that before. Um, it would be crazy for me to say, I've never even felt that in the lifestyle because I have. Um, but we have developed boundaries and rules. And that's kind of what makes swinging a little bit different from like an open relationship or like polyamory is like, we're very much set in communication and boundaries and doing things that like make us uncomfortable and, and kind of working through that together because jealousy comes from three places. Um, usually it comes from a, like a childhood trauma. So if you know, you're feeling like you're not good enough in childhood, then that's why we feel jealous when we're older. And unless we work, we have to work on that. Our partner can't help us with that. We have to deal with that. So that's why I always recommend like therapy or kind of dealing with your, you know, childhood trauma in that sense. And then it also comes from our partner not giving us something that we need from them, right? So maybe our partner is flirting with other women or, you know, we see them looking at other women online and that makes us jealous and not feel good about ourselves. So that's a conversation that you have with your partner and you say, Hey, you're not giving me this. I need you to flirt with me more. I need you to tell me I'm beautiful more. I need you to, you know, you're seeking some sort of validation from your partner that you're not getting. Mm. And then another place that it comes from is like, if we're not 
feeling our best physically, right? Maybe if we feel like we have a little bit of extra pounds or if we aren't working out or eating healthy or, you know, that's something to work on as well. Like you, you can fix those things. You can make yourself feel better about yourself just by making healthy choices. Mm -hmm. So, so this kind of goes into the next question And, and sorry, Amy, I know I want you to get to your question, but the fact is dipping your toes into this, the top tips, it sounds like those are unilaterally building on one another. So what are your tips for dipping your toes into this world? Whether you're jealous or not, you might not be jealous. Uh, what, what do you think for, for, any, for anyone, for any age? I would 100% say boundaries, talk with your partner and communicate, communicate, communicate. Like that is the main thing is just communicating with your partner and figuring out, okay, what do you want? What do we both want from this together? Um, Why are we doing this? And then set those rules and boundaries. A lot of times in the beginning, like couples, they won't full swap. So full swap is... I was just going to ask that. I literally just looked at my notes. I was like, oh shit, I need to ask about what full swap. What is a full swap? (laughs) Full swap is um, full penetration. So um, that's full on sex. Um, And then soft swapping is anything but. So fingering oral. Mm, I um, love a good soft swap. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, creating those boundaries and kind of understanding, you know, you take things slow, go to a, go to a sex club, go to, go to a, you know, kink club or, you know, what's ever around you and watch and, and see, and see how that makes you feel. Um, and talk about that with your partner, those feelings that you had. And then maybe the next time you go and you talk to a couple and then maybe the next time, you know, you, you and that couple go into a room and you have sex in front of each other, like just take it slow and step by step. And, and, you know, that's those landmines that you're going to across because we all deal with it. If you're in the lifestyle, that's a part of it, but it's having a relationship that's strong enough to handle those landmines and knowing that you're getting in the lifestyle for the right reasons. If you Mm -hmm. can't stop cheating on your partner, don't get into the lifestyle. If you're not sexually attracted to your partner anymore and you want something else, don't get into the lifestyle. Um, The lifestyle should be an enhancement for an already amazing and secure relationship. It's not something that's a Band-Aid or a fix. Love that. I think that's that's really helpful. That was actually kind of our, our next piece about how swinging can go awry, but it sounds like you kind of already answered that about the, you know, the hurdles and pieces of, or I guess the reasons why not to choose swinging perhaps to consider. Are you ready for the Unleashed Tour where shamelessness, sexiness, and laughter collide in a hilarious orgy of fun, discovery, and sex edutainment? Embark on a captivating nationwide journey with the Shameless Sex Podcast and an electrifying ensemble of sex educators and sex-positive entertainers as they bring you an unforgettably titillating live experience. Be a part of mesmerizing, entertaining, boundary-pushing acts, shameless sex style. Ever heard of the Slurpee stick shift? Want to learn how to bury your face in her? How about some dirty talk improv or brat taming 101? Hmm. Get ready for nonstop laughter as our charismatic hosts and entertainers weave humor into the fabric of this liberating celebration of sexual diversity and freedom. Engage in interactive segments, Q&A sessions, and a chance to connect with like-minded individuals in an inclusive and empowering environment. Listen up, Portland, Chicago, Seattle, we're coming to you. For more information and to get your tickets right now, go to shamelesssex.com and be part of a night that will be fun, educational, sexy, hilarious, and shamelessly unforgettable. Seats are filling up fast, so don't miss out on the most unforgettable show of the year. What's up, Shameless Sex Fam? Is your sex life important to you? Hmm. What about your relationships? And also, let me ask you this. Who can relate to this story? Things were once so good in the bedroom with my partner, and now it's a mess, and I don't know what to do. Where's my happily ever after, Amy? Yeah, yeah, what about me? Or how about so many aspects of my life are fantastic, but when it comes to sex and relationships, I feel so lost. Yep, been there. Uh, Mm. Me too. Mm -hmm. And this is why you all need Shameless Sex, the the book. book. We give you simple, simple solutions and a framework that you can use. You can customize it to you. Yes, you gives you the tools, 
the right tools for your sex and relationship so you get what you desire. And it's fun. It's playful. Right, Amy? We're always playful. It's kind of sexy. And did I mention how easy we make it for you? You have to check out Shameless Sex. Plus, the testimonials, they're coming in from everywhere. And this book has helped people just like you recreate and create the sex life of their dreams. So you can do it, too. Go to, where are they going, Amy? Shamelesssex.com. Oh, how easy is that? Just go to shamelesssex.com and click on the book, okay? And you can get it however you choose. If you want, want it. hardcover, yeah. audio. Hardcover? We got you hardly yeah. covered. <laughs> um, I, this, um, this is going to be two questions and they're going to be separate from each other. Um, one is a clarification about swinging because I think that a lot of folks think that swing is just for heterosexual couples. So is this man, is this woman? Um, so question number one, does swinging apply to um, all orientations and genders? And then question number two is going to be completely separate. What if you, you choose swinging for the ethical reasons that feel really good for you, yet you come into the hurdles, you know, the jealousy, the challenges, like what are some top tips for navigating those places? So swinging is, especially, you know, within the community that I'm building, it's 100% for all genders, all sexualities. Um, I actually encourage LGBTQIA plus people to get involved because I think that they don't feel as though that that's a space for them, um, especially because you do have a lot of older swingers who maybe don't understand that. And I think it's education for them and acceptance for, for those older people, you know, accepting others. And now we're seeing a lot more men, right? coming out as bisexual um, within the community. And we love that so much because I think before they, they couldn't come out. They didn't feel like they could. They didn't mm. feel like it was a safe space because there is a lot of toxic masculinity and misogyny that is rooted within swinging. Especially when you look at my sexuality, you know, I'm bisexual. It's almost fetishized. It's like every woman who comes into the lifestyle, if she wasn't bisexual, you know, when she started, now she is because the men like to watch that, but maybe heterosexual men don't like watching other men with each other. So, you know, I think that we're breaking, those are part of those stigmas that we're breaking and part of those barriers that we're breaking. You know, we want trans folks to know that like, you can come to one of our parties and you're going to be accepted and we're going to love you and we're going to dance with you and we're going to have a great time. Mm -hmm. um, and it's the same thing with, you know, people who identify as lesbians and, you know, gay, gay men. It's the same thing. Like we're going to have a blast with you and we, we accept you and we love you because we're inclusive. Um, I want to make the lifestyle more of an inclusive space for people. Love so, that. Yeah. When I think a lot of what I've seen is that like performative female, feminine, you know, they're in the lingerie performing for, for the <laughs> men, you know, on like the cruise ships or various things. And, you know, we've, April and I've had some conversations with some folks who are kind of live in that realm. And that's been one of my reservations, I guess, around the swinging lifestyle of feeling like it was designed more for the male gaze. So you're saying that um, it's not, doesn't have to be around that. There are communities that are that, but what you're yes. creating and what you're seeing is a shift in that and is something different. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, you know, the swinger society community. So that's the community that we've built not only through discord, but online, you know, we, we have a space for those people and we always let them know like you're safe here because yeah, there are a lot of communities where they don't feel safe um, in the swinging community because of that. And so, yeah, I think as women, like we're taking over the lifestyle. We're dominating it yeah. at this point. I love it. <laughs> is, so is there a difference? Because Amy's talked about sex parties and attending sex parties before, and there's a lot of consent and agreements that go into before training almost before people attend these parties as opposed to, so that's a sex party as opposed to a lifestyle party, a specific swinging party. And I don't know if, if, if sexual orientation is a difference within those, those communities, or if you show up, if you have to show up as a couple, but do you have anything to, to say or add to anything that, that differentiates those two things? Are they the same or are they different? So they should be the same. The only difference would be is like, so they have specific swinger clubs. So you in events. So you can be a swinger and you don't have to be coupled. And I think that that's a big 
big misconception is mm. everyone looks at swinging and they think it's couple to couple. So like there are single men, there are single females because there is a, a valid place for them in the lifestyle, especially, you know, people who are just seeking threesomes or hot wives. Um, so there is a very valid place. It's just finding that, but they do also have like kink parties. And that's kind of, I think where more consent comes in, right? Because kink and that sort of alternative lifestyle facet, um, you know, does involve sometimes like something, you know, bodily harm and physical stuff. So I think that that's more where the consent comes. But also those people tend to be anybody under the alternative lifestyle realm, kink, um, non-monogamous, swinging, they all tend to kind of be the same. And those spaces are open for swingers just as though our sex clubs and um, our events are always open to those kinksters. And and so I think that it all just kind of aligns together. Yeah. The, well, the sex parties April's talking about, and we did an episode with them, the Bonobo Network is a very, very inclusive, but they do require a, I believe, a three-hour orientation online. Mm-hmm. That's very much about consent. Uh, they even, And then when you go to a party, they do a whole consent talk to start with. And there's a it's not uh, necessarily all about kink, but there's like a you know a dungeon or a kink space. Mm-hmm. So it really invites in this these important conversations to happen beforehand. I have one other comment I want to make actually that we, we received this email recently, April, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but we did the episode, I think our last one was on cuckolding, right? And hot wifing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I wanted to clarify that um, it just with that one, the person that wrote us to, to, to this person that is probably listening they wrote that they're actually in the opposite role where their wife likes to watch them with other men. And that's me. (laughs) That's you. You're right. Yeah. So it's not as widely talked about. It's usually more like, you know, men wanting to watch their women with other women or other men, but there are women who want to watch their man fucking or get fucked. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're, so you're one of those people. So awesome. Yes. Nice. Want to highlight that. Um, And then just bring it back to this, this conversation about the hurdles. So say we do a, April and I are in a relationship. She loves when I do this. <laughs> and we are going to our very first swinging party. And we it's, we, we do a soft swap. We're soft swapping because we want to start slow. And, and, and during the soft swap... Not the hard uh, swap. The hard swap's the fluids. The full swap. That's full swap. <laughs> That's a full swap. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry. Okay, got it. Got it. Hard swap's like, yeah, get it hard. I don't okay, know. We okay, just made that it. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're soft swapping. So we're just doing like ex- external fun play stuff with other people or in a threesome or whatever. And I get really triggered. I'm like, oh my God, I've never watched my dearest lover, April, who I love so much, being intimate with someone else. And I'm freaking the fuck out, but we're all having a good time. It looks like April's having a good time. What do I do? What do we do? (laughs) So before you and April get even into the lifestyle, what, you know, what helps a lot of people is nonverbal cues or so words, right? So safe words. Everyone's safe word is pineapple. Pineapple! (laughs) Banana hammock. Banana hammock's mine. So that's, I'm good. Well, this brings us to the ups. Is it upside down pineapple though? Because isn't that the the, the swinger symbol? <laughs> so, I, I mean, so I would still, be like upside down pineapple, upside down pineapple. <laughs> we still do the pineapple. Like I, every swinger I know, they just wear all tons of pineapple. Because like we, I, I think it's like a, a pride thing. So yeah. When I see people at weddings, I was just at a wedding and I met this totally, completely straight hetero dude that was married for like thirty years. So I was like with a pineapple shirt, and I was like, you know, that's the uh, swinger. Uh, symbol for you're into swinging. He's like, what? What? Really? I was like, yeah, don't be ashamed. He was like, oh my God. I was like, he might have been, but I totally went up to him and said that. And I was like, but it actually should be upside down, but it's uh, it's right side up. So we're cool. But he was like, I never knew. And he's like, I'm going to go home and Google this. I was like, totally do it. But anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Kylie, but it was like so awesome because okay. he was like, it was it was awesome. So thank you for, t- for honoring me and saying that too. But yeah, so you're going to have a safe word, you know, and in that situation, even if you're just like, Time for a quick break to talk about our hands-down favorite lube, who also happens to be a sponsor, UberLube. UberLube is luxurious silicone lubricant that enhances intimacy, and I actually want it all over my body, y'all. I'm not joking. It's long-lasting, and it leaves my skin feeling really velvety, almost silky, and has no flavor or scent. In April, I've heard you say this, great for oral sex. 
Yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. And they happen to have thousands of doctors and therapists in the U.S. alone recommending Uberlube to their patients for various reasons, including it feels amazing on the skin, it's highly body friendly, it's less likely to change the pH, and that vitamin E leaves the skin feeling nice and moisturized. Uberlube is not just for sex. It's for massage. You can use it for your hair frizzies, for buffing up your tattoos, and it even prevents chafing. It comes in this gorgeous glass bottle that I love. So the aesthetics are beautiful. It has this easy pump top. You're going to love it. It looks more like a cosmetic, so you can leave it shamelessly on your nightstand. Just go to uberlube.com and use discount code SHAMELESS to get 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E.com right now with code SHAMELESS for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast is also brought to you by OMGS.com. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years now, and it's completely changed their lives, including that of my own. OMGS utilizes scientific research of real vulvas showing techniques to pleasure the pussy. And then they turn the research into tasteful, educational, short videos, animated modules, and infographics. And here's the thing. OMGS is for anyone who wants to learn about vulva pleasure or take it to the next level. Hey, vulva owners, want to transform your own orgasms from good to out of this world? Or vulva admirers want to up your pussy pleasure skills? Well, you gotta check OMGS out now. OMGS studied more than 20,000 people of all ages from 18 to 95. There are three seasons. This is not a subscription service and you don't need to download anything. There's external pleasure, internal pleasure, and a season all about sex toys. Your purchase helps fund more research, and it's an incredible gift. Go to omgs.com slash shameless to get 10% off right now. Again, that's omgs.com slash shameless to receive 10% off unlimited access towards enhancing your pleasure power. I am so uncomfortable right now. I, I can't do this. And say that like me and my partner or the other couple, like we're going to understand that because we had already probably had a conversation knowing that this is your guys's first time at the club. Like we're very understanding of that. And, um, you know, we would even help and walk you guys through that and walk you guys through some of the, I mean, this doesn't always happen, but like we, we like to help new couples and we like to talk to new couples about stuff. Cause we have been in those situations. The last party we went to literally that happened when me and when we got into an uncomfortable situation And I had to give my partner the safe word. And I was like, red light, like, and we had to get out of there because I was uncomfortable. And like, is red light your safe word? So we actually, the system that we have, it's red light, green light, yellow light. So like green light means hell yeah, we're doing this. We're loving this. This is amazing. And, you know, I'm so excited about this, right? Yellow light means, ooh, I'm starting to feel uncomfortable, but I'm okay right now. And then red light is like, nope, we got to get the fuck out of Dodge. Like we got to get out of here. So and you um, red, li- you red lighted. You were like, I'm fucking out. Yeah. Lit. <laughs> yeah. At yeah. first it was a yellow light. And I was like, oh yeah, look at that yellow light over there. And no one thought anything of it. And then he whispered in my ear and he was like, okay, so what I need you to do is I need you to, cause it was a girl was, um, she was going down on me and her husband came over and was like trying to put his, um, dick in my mouth. And I was like, uncomfortable with that. I did not consent to that. He didn't ask me. He was not verbal about asking me that. So that made me uncomfortable. I didn't like that. I thought, I felt that that was just not a cool move. So yeah, it's not a cool move. This is what we need to talk about. Because that is, that's important. So you red lighted, this is why a safe word comes up. You red lighted with your partner. And yeah, and, and the partner, dick in your mouth probably too. And, well, You're like, uh, red light. Like, so did you say? Did you say red light to the person that was trying to put his dick in your mouth? Or I just moved away. So okay. I like slyly moved away. You know, and I was just like, uh, you know. And then so then I kind of pulled my partner to me so that he couldn't get near my face. Um, because there's that line when you're swinging, right? Because you don't want to hurt people's feelings and you don't want to make them feel bad about themselves. And rejection on either end sucks. So it's a lot easier for us to just get out of there and not really say anything and not really be like, Hey, 
I wasn't attracted to you. I wasn't feeling you. Like yeah. it's a lot easier just to kind of be like, oh, hey, well, it was great meeting you guys. But, but then how did, but, but then there's one thing I'm like, I, my, I will disagree in the sense that like they need to learn, right? Like not, and I'm not saying men, I'm Same, saying yes. people, all yes. people need to learn that if we don't have consent, even if we're at a sex party, does not mean you get to grab my breasts, my ass, put your dick in my mouth, put your pussy on my face, you grind your butt on my butt unless we've consented to that. And so I hear what you're saying. Cause I, yeah, as April and I, but I think we both identify as people pleasers. We don't want to ruin, you know, kill the mood or ruin the vibe. But if we actually don't say something like, Hey, just so you know, I just cause your girl was going down on my pussy. didn't mean that your dick could go in my mouth. Right. And you, and you put your dick in my mouth. So I, I get the whole thing of like, yeah, we want to keep it, you know, light and playful. And, but cause, uh, cause how do they not leave and continue to put their dick in people's mouths who aren't going to say something? No, I don't, you're absolutely yeah, I don't right. want a strange dick in my mouth. So. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's kind of where that line is. And of course, I am very open on social media about these kind of stories because yeah. I, once I have a moment to look back on it um, or just like when my fiance, when I told him that he could go and get, do whatever he wanted at the sex club and he got a blowjob from a unicorn. And after that, I was, I cried for like two weeks and I'm like, yeah, this feels like you cheated on me, you know, but yeah. I told him he could do what he wanted, you know? So it's kind of those hurdles and, and kind of seeing, okay, how could I have done this better? And then also, how can I help people not make the mistakes that I make, you know, mm -hmm. and you're absolutely right. I should have in that moment, instead of doing that and using that safe word, I should have just said to the guy like, Hey, sir, I don't want your dick in my mouth and please mm -hmm. ask me. Um, cause it's wrong for you not to ask people. Um, and I should have made that education moment for him. But, you know, those are just the hurdles and the things that we learn and we learn from those things because they're going to happen to everybody. Well, but Kylie, at the same time, if you're receiving all of this pleasure and being like, hey, can I have a moment right now? Sir, yeah. I don't want your dick in my mouth, but right. I think making a con so this is and this is why I feel like for me, I haven't been because and I'm I'm being totally shameless right now with this admission. I haven't felt comfortable enough within myself because going into my partnership, like I feel comfortable enough to go to a sex club or sex party with my partner. However, I feel like what I want to experience, I get too fucking scared to be real with people because I don't want to not people please, which is why I never put myself into that situation. However, it's so easy for me to be like, no. And especially if someone's not for, if that wasn't a forceful thing, they came up, right? I mean, it was a bit forceful and you to be your, he, he hopefully read your body reaction and wasn't like taking it to another level of force. However, it is difficult to stay in that realm of I'm trying to honor my boundaries and I don't want to make this situation totally fucked right now because I'm having fun. I'm getting my pussy licked. I'm enjoying myself yet. This dude is making it weird. So are there nonverbal cues that you can do in these situations that maybe ease off the, Hey, can I just talk about my boundaries right now? Because that I would be like, I'm not even fucking horny anymore. I want to fucking leave red light, red light, red light. Yeah, <laughs> I love getting my pussy licked because yeah. this chick is doing a great job. Like that. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there definitely are nonverbal cues where you can just be like, mm, you know, no. like that's yeah. not, that's not going to happen. You know, mm -hmm. I think it kind of just all depends. And that's why a lot of times, like I enjoy being with couples who I've already been with in the past because like they know my cues and they know what's, you know, to an extent. I mean, just because we've played in the past doesn't mean that that's consent for next time, but they still like, they get me, they get my cues, they get my partner's cues. They know when something's wrong because, and so that's why I think I tend to go back to, to people who I've played with in the past. Um, and I don't really love bringing in new people as much as I should, mm -hmm. <laughs> or as much as I did in the beginning, like in the beginning, it was just like, I, fucked anything that walked right like because i Good was so <laughs> i was so excited i was like this like chihuahua you know i was like oh my god i can have sex with all these women and all these men and have all these orgies and then now that i've been doing it for so long i realized like i enjoy sex with my partner so much like honestly he no one else fucks me as good as him i mean so if even if i just do that at the sex club with him i'm happy because 
I know that I'm going to have an orgasm. He's going to have an orgasm. And then you don't have any, any of that weird awkwardness, right? Of like, can the guy's dick get hard? Uh, is, is it going to get soft in a condom? Because those things happen. Those are more hurdles that you have to go through. And a lot of these guys are like anxious and they're like, why isn't my dick getting hard? And then also like they saw me on TikTok and they've been following me for two years on TikTok and like their dick can't get hard because I intimidate them. So like I'm left not very happy, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so there's a lot of hurdles. That's when it, that, uh, what do we call it? Soft swapping, just all the external stuff. You don't even need a hard dick for that yeah. one or a nope. hard clit, but you need arousal. You need consent. And just says for like, for me as someone who is, has engaged in, uh, some group sex environments, some of the best ones have been with sex positive people. Like you're talking about, and they're not always people I've, I've played with before. Right. Uh, but they're people that are really well educated in sex positivity, whether they work in the field uh, or they've been going to a lot of sex parties and they're just, al- they're already really, really um, secure in that. You know, mm-hmm. I've had these experiences at sex geek summer camp with a whole bunch of other sex geeks where I knew a dick was not about to find his way in my mouth without talking to me first. In fact, a hand was not even going to go near my pussy over my pants without talking to me about it first. But these are highly educated people, meaning educated in this realm. So I'm not saying you're uneducated if you're, you know, I'm not criticizing people who are uneducated about sex positivity and conversations around consent and how important every single little move is with new bodies that you don't already have an, an agreement with. Um, so yeah, I like that. And I like the piece that you said about learning, right? Like I've had, and I'm sure April can attest to like, we've had so many negative sex experiences that we were, we ourselves were not our best selves or didn't take care of ourselves or speak up and I had to learn from it. And so that's just part of the whole journey. So that was a good, that's a good point. That's why I asked about the people pleasing because sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'll just do this because I'm already in this situation and there are folks out there, but then I would lose. And that's why I think that having the wherewithal and to know that you can say no, and you can have nonverbal cues in these places. If you're interested in swinging, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to have a dick in your mouth. Even if some dude has it next to you, you don't have to eat a pussy. Even if your partner wants your head next to this person's pussy, you don't have to do any of those right. things. If it doesn't feel good for you, you can opt out. And yeah. that's important to know. One of the things that I've learned is that I found my voice. I found I I was a huge people pleaser. And a lot of the women specifically that I have met in the lifestyle, they've said the same thing. Like this really helped me being a part of this really helped me find my voice and find what my boundaries really were. Like mm-hmm. growing up and, and being, you know, young, like I didn't know what my boundaries were. I didn't know like how to handle all of that. And now that I've been in the lifestyle, I found my boundaries and I found what feels good and what doesn't feel good and what I'm willing to consent to. Yeah. I really wish we got that lesson when we were younger. Oh my God. It would have saved me so many (laughs) shitty sexual experiences. Uh, But also that's how I ended up learning things. And that's probably why we have this podcast. And I also just love what the thing you said way earlier that like in April, you were just commenting on that, that you can go to, if you want to dip your toes into these environments, you don't have to play with anyone. You could be a voyeur or an exhibitionist or, you know, and I've, I've seen that at sex parties, people that just want community of other sex positive people mm-hmm. and they're not trying to have sex with anyone. And I think that's awesome that, um, you know, if that's your jam, that that's in, invited. Um, I want to take just a quick switch before we end the show, because I know that you are also identifying as a sex worker and we love sex workers. So what is your offering as a sex worker? What does this entail? Uh, how have you developed your profession uniquely to you as a sex worker? So I do OnlyFans and I'm also a stripper. So (laughs) basically what I've done is I've completely changed, you know, how, how sex work is in, in the environment, like in, on OnlyFans, you know, all of my content is swinger related. And then you know, when I'm in the club and, you know, as a stripper um, and I work in, I don't work in like a full service club. So it's just, you know, an entertainment, but that's part of the entertainment um, is the sex education that I give a lot of couples and a lot of like just men in general who come in there and they're like, you know, I really wish I could get my wife to do this or, you know, how do I talk to my wife or how do I talk to my partner? You know, so that's, kind of what sets me apart in the sex work industry is that I've used my sex positivity and my knowledge and education about 
you know, sex. And I've used that to my advantage um, to help people. And that's why I love going to work every day. And I love my job every day because I know at the end of the day, I'm helping people. Um, I'm entertaining them and I'm making them feel good. And they're enjoying the content, whether that be in person or online that I'm giving to them. I absolutely love both of those trajectories of what you're feeling like with sex work. I don't consider sex work anything negative ever. Like I never have, even when it wasn't accepted when people were like, they're a prostitute, they're a hook. I was like, what's wrong with that? And now it's a little bit more, there's, there's like a movement for people being like sex work. Yay. But I'm so happy that there can be an honoring system of people honoring what they're doing when it's consensual, when it's not right. consensual, it's a whole fucking yes. different thing. Totally. And human trafficking. We, we don't even ever talk about that. We have, we've had episodes on it, we but, have, but, but, but we don't talk about that separate. in terms of yeah. sex work that is, right. is consented. And this is consensual sex work, but also when it comes to stripping, like I love going to strip clubs. I love talking She's to really strippers. Fun at a strip club. I just went <laughs> to one in Portland and I'm like, dude, I talked to the strippers and it was funny because the last strip club I was at, in Portland, you could only give them $2 bills, which I thought was genius because there's no dollar bills. And all the strippers were like, you can't touch. Like we had, uh, they said before you walked in, you can't touch the strippers. I love that because that doesn't happen everywhere you go. And the strippers were coming up to be like, can I touch you? I was like, sure. And then they were like, we're burying my head into their body. And then I was like, but I didn't actually consent to all of this shit that you're doing to me. I'm fine with it. Cause this is cool. And yeah. You're hot as fuck. But I was like, I love, and because I have such an admiration for that job because I think it's just power. There's oh, so yes. much power oh, yeah. in it. And I'm like, how amazing is it to get money from just like doing like some action? Anyway, I fucking or, love or both dancing and moving your body oh, yeah. and the way that you, yeah, you, you went in the power behind it. Totally. Yeah. If you ever want like uh, your, their best friend to go, you know, like your best stripper friend or not stripper friend. Well, you'd probably be awesome too, Kylie, but bring April with you to the strip club. It's a really good time. Oh, <laughs> they always, all the strippers are like, are you a dancer? I'm like, no, but I would have been in another life because I'm so, I'm not, I don't have that much confidence. Like I couldn't work. She like, she would be I great. have confidence, but I don't have that much confidence. Like the, I have, so much respect for that art. It's an art yeah. to me. It's an, it's and it's in more art. than one way. Is it an art? Like I've developed a lot of people, once they get into stripping, they're like, I hate men. Men suck. They're terrible. Mm. I actually have more of a, I would say respect for men because you would think that like men, they are visual creatures, but that's not all they care about. They are more so looking for that personality, that entertainment, that talking, that connection. And I respect that about men. And um, I think that that's a, a huge reason why I love my job is because I connect with people and I'm more of a therapist than anything. <laughs> Um, I seriously, like I'm a, I'm a therapist and it can be really, um, emotionally draining. Um, so it takes a lot out of you, but it's very rewarding if you allow it to be rewarding. I always ask all the dancers, what do you want to do what, while they're dancing what, while I'm getting my boobs in or their boobs in my face? I'm like, what do you want to do? And they're like, I'm like motorboating them. <laughs> and they're like, and they're like, oh, I'm studying law or, oh, I'm going to be a therapist or, oh, I'm going to nursing. I'm like, you're going to be great at whatever you do because you're under understanding people on another level. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, thank you for sharing that. And yeah, I love talking to folks that are in an alternative community that doesn't have to be alternative because I think a lot of folks are curious about this. And um, we've learned a lot about sex parties and we have had other swingers as couples on the show, but we've never talked to someone from your perspective. So thank you, Kylie, for sharing uh, that what you have to our listeners and what you're offering. And I hope that you continue to shine your light on all of the folks out there that um, deserve to have your light shown on them. And Amy, I love you, even though you're in Hawaii and we're not next to each other. I love you always. I'm hanging out with a whole bunch of upside down pineapples. <laughs> He's getting that pineapple train on. How can people find you? Can they work with you, uh, Kylie, on personal level or if they want to find your work and uh, also any lifestyle community information? If you have that, that you can share with folks that listening that are listening, that would be great. So um, I am on TikTok. So I'm Sexy Swinger Chick without the K. Um, 
Be careful though, because I lose my accounts a lot. So, um, oh yeah, we had, we had that happen. We know that's like lame. So, but I'll always be on there. You'll always be able to find me. Uh, they can't keep a good girl down. But um, <laughs> you can find my me on Instagram, um, sexy swinger chick one nine nine one again without the K. Um, and then you can find um, everything on my website. So it's uh, sexyswingerchick.net. On there, there is um, links to different, you know, lifestyle communities. There's blogs on how to get into the lifestyle. Um, and, you know, our biggest community is we have a Discord. So Discord is kind of like a, an app that you download. And there are over 18,000 swingers on that app. Um, it's a awesome. great community. We have a Facebook group. Uh, so Swinger Society, um, we throw parties, um, which again, are all inclusive to all body types, all ages, and all sexual orientations, um, and all, you know, identifications um, for gender. So um, that's kind of what sets us apart. And um, yeah, we'd love to see somebody at one of the events and or even if you just want to join the discord and dip your toes into it and learn some things. And all this will be in our show notes to all the links and, and information. So if you don't remember all this, you can find it in the show notes wherever you're listening. I love that you don't have to be some old, white, hetero couple to swing. I think that's really cool. I think that for anyone out there that's interested, and you don't have to be hetero, you have to have a vulva and a penis. So I don't know. Anyone out there, if you're interested in swinging, swing it maybe up. you can join me. <laughs> yeah, swing, swing it up. Go on Discord. Uh, Shameless Sex also has a Discord community if you want to check that out. Amy's doing a lot of fun stuff with our Discord folks and uh, meetups, uh, usually once a month. So check us out on Discord as well. Check out Kylie and all of her offerings. You can go to the show notes. Uh, for all of our listeners out there, one more invitation. I'm just going to do one. Go and rate us on iTunes. Give us five stars. We love those. Also, Spotify. I just looked at our Spotify reviews today and people are really fucked on there. So I love you <laughs> people. But they get we have 3.7 stars, which is not accurate. We're giving our lives and our souls and we're opening ourselves up and not telling you should do anything. All we're doing is telling you the tools that are out there for you. So to people that don't like us, that's cool. Don't listen to us. But if you do love us and you're on Spotify, give us five stars. You don't have to write a big review, but please help people rate, rate us better. 3.7 stars is fucking whack. And this is what I'm doing is not 3.7 stars worth. Oh, what no. Amy's doing is not. So that really bums me out and don't help me be more sad. I want to be happy because I love all of you so much. Uh, so I just wanted to say that because I saw that literally 20 minutes I mean, you give ago. more when you're happy too. So I, I mean, do. Every, everyone ends up winning. And it's free. This is free. Yes, you bought Spotify, but this is a free tool for you. And we offer it on Spotify because we want to. So that's free for you because we want to. Amy and I want to. So that's the last piece. Um, that's all I'm going to say. And I do love each and every one of you diehard Shameless Sex fans or new to Shameless Sex. We absolutely love you. And I think we'll see you next Tuesday. And if not fucking tune in on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, but we'll see you next Tuesday, y'all. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com and for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.